The beats, the flow, the rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Streets saying our podcast. Anytime somebody go do 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 do, all black people like Reggie. <laughs> yeah. Man, that shit crazy. This nigga young guy, I think he finna get some cutty tonight. Man, he trying to get it tonight. Yeah, I don't know when, but he he plotting, yeah, planning, huh? Even he making a play. Shit, at least he making the play. Don't start that. I'm gonna leave you alone, nigga. I'm gonna leave you alone. <laughs> what you talking God, about? No, don't ask that question. I don't <laughs> want to tell no truth. <laughs> uh, leave me alone. I don't we can always that. edit it. We ain't started yet. Yeah. We can always edit. Just staying in. Nigga. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, yo, cut this out. He ain't gonna cut it out. We don't do the editing. You gonna do this video, nigga? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He gonna like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? We can bleep it. No. <laughs> 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 Oh look, man! Look. So first of all, he usually come in here sleepy. Man, I got a headache. Man, I don't know. Uh huh. That's how we gonna leave it. <laughs> I was busy today, man. I was busy. He's productive, man. That, that's productive. A productive smile right there. <laughs> yeah, man. Man. Productivity, man. Producing products productively. <laughs> productively. <laughs> Shout out, man. Oh shit, man. man! Luckily, I ain't got no viewers. <laughs> you know that really be watching the show. Look, shout out, man. <laughs> So we need some um, some lovely viewers to start watching the show. That's gonna be we gonna make a whole campaign for the lovely viewers. Y'all who have been here, y'all are lovely. We love y'all. Yes, we appreciate y'all. Yes, and some of y'all actually are lovely as hell. Yes, uh, I don't think my wife be watching. So some of y'all lovely. <laughs> Why she gonna catch this one? Do you hear what he said? He ain't said shit. <laughs> Can't we ain't got no space, nigga. No space. This is my space. Fuck it. Man. Call me Tom, bitch. Man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that nigga was everybody friend. Man. At least you had one. That was the one good thing about it. At least you started off with at least friend. one friend. Just, everybody was on the same playing ground. Bro, nobody started at zero. You probably think about the self-esteem that probably helped people from experience not experience you know what i'm saying like to like get on a new platform you don't got nothing that say you got no friend no like friends. like that was just smart as hell to be honest with you that was smart. that was smart like wow. shout out to tom didn't south park make an episode making fun of it and i think they started off with zero friends or some stuff like that <laughs> but yeah man nah, shout out to tom man man that, that was smart Man, back when social media was crazy when niggas was coding didn't know we were coding, coding. straight coding Y'all niggas stay with them waterfall backgrounds and mosaics. Man, listen, I had the little beams of light, the little stroll, strobing lights and stuff like that. Man, Man. we used to be in classes. I'm like, hey, how you do that? Oh, I'm going to just change these numbers, see what they do. Niggas was real life. Changing just- colors, changing whole back. Listen, and then when you had the music, like, hey, listen, I'm talking back Black Planet days. Like, that's when you was really coding because MySpace was like basic coding. Yeah. Black Planet was like full coding. But- that that little webby, give me that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> girl, girl, give me that. Get, oh, oh, oh. Listen. The fact that that was niggas theme song on their page, you knew what they, you can't, if they was like, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship, nigga, he clearly is lying. Lying. That is literally, he told you exactly what he wanted. Girl, give me that. Stop playing with me. That shit be rocking. Man, that, wow. and that beat. And the funny, you know what that beat is? Mm. You know what that uh, oh, uh, uh is? Mm. 
it's a slowed down, distorted version of Pharrell and Snoop Dogg, Beautiful. Uh, uh, she beautiful. Uh, uh, at the, uh, that's crazy. Uh, oh, oh, oh. But it's, uh, it's uh, and I think it's uh, in reverse too. Probably chop, it's it, chop, chop one. Listen, mm. but it is, it mm. is literally. <laughs> that's crazy. Not because you can hear it, you can, yeah. you can visualize it. Man, yeah, man. If I can just perfect that in a DJ, get that bitch. Hey, slow, hey, hey, one thing though, I ain't gonna cap. One thing I do miss about Black Planet. Was niggas' ability to just lie? Like, I had a long list that did not look nothing like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I was like 5'3 at the time. I had short little little flip braids to the side, bro. Oh. On my profile, I was 5'8. I had, had long yeah. hair. I was athletic. All this shit that just wasn't true. You had the uh, you had the little bow wow like Mike braids. Man, worse. <laughs> worse. I ain't had no. I had the white man can't jump brace because I ain't had no hang time. Shit, <laughs> damn shame, man. Nigga, shit just stuck to the back of his head. He stuck right to the here. side, just stuck. <laughs> and my mom used to braid my shit so tight, bro. She was pulling. She was trying man. to help you. That's the reason but I ain't got no hairline now. Nigga, <laughs> listen, cause cause and effect, man. Man, that and genetics, so. man. Man, damn shame, man. Shit, let's get started. <laughs> we recording. I just want to say that. I know we fucking record. <laughs> Welcome to the Street Saying Our Podcast, man. It's your host, Giddy Jicky with it. Man, it's your other host, Johnny No Good. And shit, it's us today. It's, yeah. It feel good to just be us. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Young guy came in here getting us on right on some music shit. Yeah. I ain't mad at it. I'm like, man. I can't wait till his next move. I guess then he come make, hey man, you got something that's depressed. Oh, <laughs> Fucked it up. <laughs> oh, man. It's all oh, good, man. man. We gonna look now. We we'll be watching his playlist move. Like, look at oh man, I know exactly what he's going through. Man, it's gonna be all right, <laughs> man. Oh, but yeah, man, shit. It's been a hell of a time, man. We we done passed our year. Yeah, man. Shout out to the gear, man. Lovely year. It's luckily we got a great marker for the podcast year, man. It's the my daughter's birthday. birthday. So, you know, shit, we, we can't never forget it. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit if this shit stop now. We always know when we started. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate everybody that's rocking with us, that's been rocking with us. And we got a whole lot more in store. Yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's cool because a lot of times we really, uh, on our pod, we've been doing a lot of interviews lately. Got a few more to round out the year. Mm -hmm. um, we really do well on that artist side, bro. Mm -hmm. Like. We really are pushing to expose people uh, to the talent um, that we see mm -hmm. and, and getting it out there and also helping to bring talent in and exposing not what just what we see to the world, but even where we're at, mm -hmm. to other folks in the world, mm -hmm. you know, really on that artist side. Uh, but today I kind of want to just talk on that. It's a little bit in the repertoire side. Okay. Like what's really happening out here in these spaces, bro? Like. Mm. Um, and this is some shit that we've already started to encounter ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a, it's been some interesting conversations around spaces, space availability. And that also comes back around with who owns and runs the spaces. Mm -hmm. So everybody's favorite game growing up, one of their favorite board games, mm. Monopoly. Monopoly. Mm. 
And it seems like nowadays we're in times where that there people are bringing this board game to life for real mm. in a lot of spaces. Mm. But today I kind of want to talk about it in the music space mm. and more specifically mm. the performance space, bro. Mm. Mm. Performance space. Mm. There's been some uh, interesting happenings uh, online and just in the world of music. I saw that uh, Taylor Swift doing a concert and she's signed with Live Nation. Mm -hmm. So she signed to a label, but artists, and we can start here, artists are signing their performing, performing contracts basically with companies, mm. which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like you're signed to a label, they can do the music and the business and all of that, but then you're signing with performance companies to be on their bill. And what the performance companies have done is are and are doing, one of the main things they're doing is building venues mm. or getting venues. Mm -hmm. And um while that poses some opportunities, that poses a lot of threats for the people who are not signed to these companies, right? Mm -hmm. One of the biggest ones, like Live Nation. Mm -hmm. we bring up Live Nation. Why is that even important to us here? Mm -hmm. Well, shit, they building a brand new venue downtown Omaha, Steelhouse, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think it's Steelhouse. 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 And that's a Live Nation venue. Mm -hmm. So one thing that does, though, for the consumer, any artist that's with Live Nation, bigger artists, they now have a space that by that company that's going to be here in the city to where it's going to be a far easier booking. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? They're signed to them. They can, they can do, they're doing the booking themselves at their venues. Mm -hmm. Where that sucks at, and this is part of the conversation I want to have, where does that leave those who are not signed to these venues? And we can go into a little depth on it mm -hmm. because if you own a building, mm -hmm. you think they're going to control was sold in the building? Of course. I mean, it's so this is like this is the pros and cons of being in capitalism. Mm -hmm. Right? And in capitalism, you end up with two results. You either end up with perfect perfect competition or you end up with a monopoly. Mm. And I think that it's in these environments that it's if you're if you understand how much you can't leave to chance. And you understand that the successful companies, when they're building monopolies, there's seven questions that they have to answer, mm. right? And these seven questions, one is one of engineering. Can you create breakthrough technology instead of incremental improvement? Mm. Is now the right time? The question of timing. You have the third question, which is a question of a monopoly. Are you starting a large? Are you starting with a large share of a small market? You got to answer the question of people. Do you have the right team around you? You got to answer the question of distribution. Do you have a way not to just create, but to deliver your product? Mm. You have to ask a question of durability. Will your market position be defensible in 10 and 20 years in the future? And then lastly, you got to answer the question of the secret. Have you identified a unique opportunity that others don't see? And I think that they're being very smart in creating their monopoly by capitalizing on a channel of distribution. Mm -hmm. And then understanding that in that unique system of distribution is an opportunity. And so it sucks for the smaller people in the smaller market, the smaller, you know, independent indie artists, the people who doing this for the love of the music. But on behalf of the artists, I mean, on behalf of the music industry, 
It's a smart move. Yeah. This is, I tell people, this is big business doing big business. And what typically happens in big business is the small man get bought out or kicked out. Mm -hmm. That's, that is the universal, you either buy in and not even buy in. We, you sell and we absorb part of what you were doing because that's why we buying you in anyways. We saw what you were doing typically on the innovation side. Mm -hmm. We want to get that and we got more money to put behind it. And, and we also eliminate competition at the same time. So it's, and it's like for owners, that might be a dub. Mm-hmm. Look, Vine, mm-hmm. right? Vine started all this shit. Mm-hmm. TikTok, Instagram, something like Very true. Vine started. Very true. But they got bought. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I mean, they sold it. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to say they got bought. They sold. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you that's not a smart choice per the owner's interest, mm-hmm. but per capitalism and consumers, it don't always be the best thing for us. Mm-hmm. Right? So- it's, it's the it's, reason why it don't be the best thing for us is because, like I said, there's two choices in capitalism, in perfect capitalism I'm talking about, not just ideology. Mm-hmm. It's either perfect competition or a monopoly. Mm-hmm. So in capitalism, how it's supposed to function, in perfect real capitalism, you would have competition that would create an environment where you could have other outlets mm-hmm. and environments. But they create artificial environments where there's false competition. Mm-hmm. So they have real monopolies. You could look at Liberty Tax and Jackson Hewitt. Mm-hmm. They're owned and ran by the same company. They're presenting false competition to consumers that creates an environment where they benefit. They win. Yeah. But in the real capitalistic society, if it functions the way that they want it to function on paper, we would benefit from real competition. For sure. And another uh, another example of that is look at the soda industry. Mm-hmm. It's really two comp- two companies, mm-hmm. Pepsi and Coke, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. They got a whole slew of shit. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't know it's even theirs. Yep. But it's including water, mm-hmm. all that. Yep. Um, so that's that's the illusion of competition. You're not, you know, they the same the same thing. Mm-hmm. So now why that's important here in the music space, we all, a lot of people, we t- we, we know what's good for music business. Mm-hmm. And when we say music business, we're not talking about the people in the business, mm. just music business. Mm. Owning a venue is very smart. Mm-hmm. As a, If I'm a distributor of entertainment, mm-hmm. it's smart for me to try to get venues so I have no hoops to go through with booking venues. Yep. That's very, that's a smart ass move. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's smart because inside of there, you're now going to cut deals with companies, i.e. the highest bidders for who's providing the beverage, yep. who's providing the lighting, yep. who's doing all that. It's, so you're going to now basically have a syndicate of shit that you can build around the nation using the same people. Yep. Right. Yep. Which is not a bad thing because you can. We know what the product going to be. We know how it's going to function. We know what the layout is. We know who's serving what. We know what the pricing is. We got to talk to one person for each of those. We don't have so many different ones. Mm-hmm. But you lose, and this is where it sucks, because if you're an artist and you don't have access, you're not signed to them or you don't want to sign to those, you now have to go do the old way and try to you know, get booked, mm-hmm. get on somebody's tour, mm-hmm. book your own venues. Mm-hmm. But what happens when all the venues are owned by somebody and they get down to lay down? And, and right. And another thing that you kind of hitting towards with having to go the other route of booking your old shows. What happens then when you go into some of our clubs where 
the DJs aren't reporting the spins mm-hmm. or the club venues ain't reporting the spins. Yep. So like that's so like there's a I'm not trying to be on the side of the music industry at all. And I know that that's the way like it's kind of coming off on this stuff. But that's another aspect where some artists miss out on big money Money. is because Mm -hmm. their spins are not being reported. That's hitting local artists way harder than it's hitting the national artists. But you got people who are legends in their hometown Mm -hmm. get spins all the time. Those spins aren't getting reported. They're not getting that back. They're not getting no mechanical rights. They're not getting licensing rights. They're not getting none of that stuff. So. And that's that's and that's that's a whole conversation with the venues who are hosting shows need to be registered as a music venue. Mm-hmm. So then, when you're booking shows, they know that night those are automatically counted. Mm-hmm. There and as a music venue, you get access to different applications that do booking that have shows, and you're mm-hmm. on these apps now. If you're not registered is that you literally are essentially if you do this all the time it's one of you doing one-offs mm-hmm. your club you're doing one-offs whatever but when you are booking artists and you are acting as a venue you need to be registered as a venue so the artists can get their back in because yep. right now you're just kicking their back in <laughs> that part you know what i'm saying like you're not getting them the most bang for their buck mm-hmm. so even if they're not Selling out their shows, but you reporting the people, you reporting the spins, like a radio station has to. Mm-hmm. It helps. It, it does that. That's no different, bro, than me on, um, on my live stream and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I just blanked on the name, but on my live stream and shit, like it literally hears and basically Shazam. It records who's being spent because if I make what, money, mixed cast. Uh, uh, no, not a mixed cast. Is that uh, I don't know why I'm blanking. Damn. Uh, mixed cloud, mixed cloud, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It was mixed just blanking. Shout out mixed cloud, but they were the first legally DJ friendly distributor. You know what I'm saying? So they really, I think they may still be the only one that truly busts down the payments. Mm. So you can subscribe to me and pay to me, but if money comes in, they literally pay out the people from my percentage, their percentage to the artists that I spend. Mm. So it's just no different. It's basically a digital music venue. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And they've been able to do that. So it's pretty much the same splits that you would get if you were at a music venue. So that's where, and that's where people don't understand where these fees come from for shows. That's part of it. Yeah. And for me, like what's hitting me in real time is just with them monopolizing touring, they're monopolizing one of the biggest aspects that pay artists. Mm-hmm. Artists always make the majority of their money off of touring mm-hmm. and merchandising. Like if you ain't got nothing to sell and if you ain't doing no shows, you're really not getting a real bag. So like it's 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 really putting down and dampering down where they'll start negotiating and they'll be getting 360 when it comes to they'll have more leverage by they. I mean, the music industry and their representatives that have more leverage in artists creation of bag because now we're cultivating the environment that's getting you paid for your tours. It's not like you have to go secure your own tours or, you know, you're part of a group that that's a- we have all of that a part of. It. So it's some there's some pros and cons with that but as we know there's always slippery slopes when there's too many too much greed and not enough innovation man yeah i i'm 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 curious to see where this goes and how it not i know where it's going but how it plays out fully because i think we got two things either a artists the the mid-level lower level artists gonna be starving Mm. even more or 
is going to push for a bit of a renaissance, which we're kind of pushing in music mm -hmm. with everything going on with the award shows, with everything going on just in the actual music. Mm -hmm. There's a real renaissance of we need to take care of ourselves. They're pushing for you. Like there's a real. So I think what could end up happening is we're going to start seeing a lot, a lot more people in the cities pooling, especially when local talent starts getting popped off. People mm -hmm. going to be like, we need some venues that are going to play our local talent that's not connected to the the bigger mm -hmm. companies and we might see a real push for more venues mm -hmm. even smaller scale mid-level scale venues mm -hmm. and i and, and i think that could be real and that's part of me is optimism or part of me is like going to you know i was in anaheim mm -hmm. and i always that's my second time in anaheim i've been to three concerts and two two trips to anaheim at the house of blues mm. For those who don't know, most House of Blues like that one, they have multiple rooms. Mm. They can throw up to about three shows on the same day. Mm. But it allows you to be at scale. So if you're smaller and you still want a great sound, you can go here. You can go to this room over here if you're a certain type of bed. And if you need the big room, have at it. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to start seeing, I think... A we, are, we are seeing, and we're going to see, like you said, the creation of that that underground market. If you look at what LaRusso doing, mm -hmm. right. By being in, I forgot he was doing a show the other day. There was a main act. He like, if you can't make it to that one, pull up to mines. Cause mines is pay what you can, mm. you know? Um, so I, you mm. will start to see an environment where there will be alternatives. There will be something else for people to do yeah. in conjunction to the main things. And I think that there will be a group of people who desire that. Like it make me think about, you know, like what both used to do back in the days when Sky Ree was doing the house performances mm -hmm. it the, in the trap houses and doing trap performances and stuff like that. Really backyard concerts and in-house basement concerts and stuff like that. Really a real intimate feel. You, uh, uh, LaRusso, again, look at what he doing with inviting people into his house and having an experience where his mom is cooking. That I seen them talk about how is he worried about the industry trying to take his model or copy his model or whatever? Like you, I can see the industry trying to recreate experiences like that an mm -hmm. authentic experience with an artist where they get a chance to just sit and vibe with them for the day. And so like, I think that as, which is intended to do as the market starts to seize up and get smaller, it always births a dark horse mm -hmm. that comes out of nowhere that ends up taking over everything. So I yeah. think that that's one thing we always got to be mindful of. One thing you can't kill or control is creativity. Yes, sir. Um, and we create best in dire times and out the dark. Yes, sir. So, um, cause you're trying to find a way to exist mm -hmm. and it is going to bring about a whole lot of things. And, and I just, I just, I just hope people don't get too caught up in, um, trying to say, oh, I need this, I need this, instead of being able to be in their artistic self and think about what's a feasible solution that I can deal with. Mm. And I and I think it's important for like folks like us to continue to try to build these relationships mm -hmm. with some of these venues, and then also build relationships with other people, mm -hmm. try to get make some venues, mm -hmm. you know, um, so that we can, if they can't go directly to them or they're not getting feedback. Do they have anybody that's not in the system, in the monster, mm -hmm. that can influence the monster? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe pull some strings here, get some people here. Mm. And, you know, I think, like, even with our name, Streets A&R, an A&R is typically tied to a building. They're tied mm -hmm. to a company. Mm -hmm. But being out here, 
we have the opportunity to tie ourselves to wherever we want a time to. Yes, sir. We can build and cut as we need. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, for me, I know that's you know that's one of my things. That's why I started this shit. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, we need more people here. We need to be doing this shit. Mm-hmm. We need artists over here. Mm-hmm. That's just who I am, and that I. It's not just how I play music. That's how I operate when I'm trying to book and do all mm-hmm. these things. So, and it's important to have people in places that are willing to do that mm. and have conversations with maybe some of these bars that they ain't really doing that. Like, man, why don't y'all let us get in here? We can show you some things. Boom, yep. pop it off. Yep. Right. And then had a conversation when we popping this off, you need to make sure you're registered as this so these artists can get paid on the back end. Yep. So that, and then let them have the freedom to sell whatever they need to sell as long as it's not interfering with your business, i.e. liquor, right? Mm-hmm. Just ain't selling liquids, you should, you're typically good. So, and you know, I, that's a very, very, very important aspect to this because I do not, I foresee them eventually in these buildings telling somebody what they can and can't sell. Because mm-hmm. if it's in conflict with some of their merch, mm-hmm. They can be like, no, 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 you can't bring that one. Mm-hmm. Well, this $50, you know, I'm trying to make five grand a night. It's going to be some, we're going to have some issues. It's going to be some head bumping. So the big dogs ain't worried about it. And, and switching gears, still on the topic, switching gears, there's a real concern that this whole concert um, venue stuff, is gonna end up being like the shoe game, mm-hmm. just a straight resale mm-hmm. market, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. these companies mm-hmm. who sell their tickets exclusively mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. platforms such mm-hmm. as Ticketmaster, mm-hmm. who's to say you're not in there working, buying the tickets and reselling them and double dipping because there's a fee associated even in the resale, like that shit, bro. That and, 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 it's, and I don't even think it's it's not illegal, but it's definitely unethical. But it. Where's the, where does it stop? And yeah. that's and that's the issue with some of this. And then, stuff. And then that creates that creates other issues too. Mm-hmm. Like as far as if you're looking at accessibility, then you start looking because I just seen a Gary V clip the other day where he said that if you a single digit millionaire, you're middle class. Mm. If you a single digit millionaire, you middle class. So like as we continue to move towards a society of haves or have nots. Right. Then does this create an environment where only people of certain status can be in these environments, in these rooms? Yep. Are we then now segment segmenting certain populations, undesired populations, people you don't want to be in rooms, undesired peoples? Mm-hmm. Are you are we it's so like so these are the things that we really have to keep in mind. And then are they then giving birth to a different market now with controlling the resale? Right. Because the same way you got you got so many seats, limited access to seats. Then now are y'all creating a virtual market for mm-hmm. undesirable people where y'all can have them in there and y'all can have them in there in their desired forms, their avatars and shit like that. Desire more desirable states than what you see them as because you see them as undesirable people. This is this is all stuff I'm just coming up with on the on the whim right now. But we on the same way. Yes, sir. We, we literally. I was just about to get to that because there's no, there's a reason why Meta and Oculus have been giving all of them the free shit in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. You go on the basketball game, sitting courtside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they doing a show digital, I guess, with uh, virtual Biggie Smalls. Mm. But then they got people like Lotto and shit on the bill, mm. right? <laughs> so they finna see. But look, right? 
But then Lotto can't even sell 2,000 copies of her. Oh, no, that wasn't Lotto. That no. was, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, what's her name? God damn, see? Yeah. That's that's the point. Yep. Well, That's the point. Can't even think <laughs> of her name. Point. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll get to it. I, I know who it is. Yeah, oh, okay. Sweetie. Sweetie. Yeah, so it's, it's, and I think you spot on. So there's, when you go, because they've created a space where it can happen. Mm-hmm. We're already doing concerts like, on Thursday night mm-hmm. football mm-hmm. on Amazon mm-hmm. after the game. Mm-hmm. Already doing concert. You're already tuning in to your um, internet, television, whatever, mm-hmm. subscription-based mm-hmm. stuff to watch concerts. Mm-hmm. We're already there. They tonight. introduced it in Fortnite with yep. Ariana Grande and having virtual concerts as part of the a part of the game. Yeah, so and and it's crazy because even now I'm thinking. Well, shit, 2K. Maybe at the end of the year, y'all gonna do a Dreamville concert. A Dreamville concert. Look, nigga, like, Look, like I because yeah, niggas yeah. coming in they best. You got they planning yeah. a VC. You and your Dreamville you gotta, fit. You, but you gotta have a ninety overall to get in the room. Mm. You know, so, you know what they really would. They are really make it sweaty where you gotta be ninety five to get in the room. Because now you're gonna drive up. Listen, yep. this is a dirty game, but yep. you. You already know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Gonna, oh, I got to get my player up. Yep. Let me pay this money. Let yep. me get the gun. Let me get I'm get active. Yep. Driving stock up. Driving money up. And so. we dropping them. Good, look, if two K end up Listen, next year, yeah. where a part of your certain level, your legend status, you can get access to virtual concerts. You heard it here first, man. And fuck first, we suing because it's gonna be on air. <laughs> we coming. We coming. Please do it. We coming for IP. Man. I need mine. I need it. Nice, stop playing. Need my check. I'm gonna be sounding like I'm gonna be sounding like Martin Luther King, and the check came back insufficient funds. That better not come back insufficient funds. I don't want VC, my nigga. <laughs> man, I, I need cash. Man, <laughs> give me some coins, man. some blooms, my nigga. That'd that be crazy. We just be going. That shit yeah. funny, but I, I think it is a push to the virtuals. Everything's about digital. Everything's subscription. Everything's streaming, and I love platforms. Like you talk about LaRussell doing it with his even platform, right? Mm-hmm. Direct to consumer, mm-hmm. pay what you will, mm-hmm. and I'll still send you a CD. I'll mm. send whatever you if you put something, what would you like to have? Mm. You can drop two dollars and if you put a CD in a cassette, he'd have sent you a CD and cassette. Mm. Cause it's always gonna balance itself out. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who when we like something, we liable to tip more. Yeah. You know, so especially when we got it. Yeah, especially but, if you get an algorithm. Especially if you controlling your methods of distribution because mm-hmm. you controlling your cost. Mm-hmm. You know, like when when I did uh, Zig Tape Two, you know, I did all of my own distribution and everything. I printed up all my materials, burnt all my CDs, everything. I controlled every aspect. And when it came down to it, my production cost was less than two dollars a CD. Mm-hmm. So as long as I was making two dollars, I was breaking even. Yep. And so you know, shout out to Leo Lewis. He had taught me a method of accepting donations to get over the fact that I didn't want to sell my music to people and I was getting people giving me $40 in a donation. So it would balance itself out. You mm-hmm. get 40 for one, you get $2 or whatever somebody can give you for another CD. And in the end, you're still making. Yep. And and it's crazy because with all, again, the music industry, again, is in a renaissance. You see the big dogs like Meek Mill, mm-hmm. who's off his label, who actually dropped some, mm. and you can literally, he's like, just cash at me, right? Mm. Like, you can go get on that piff and listen, but you just cash at him. Mm. And it's like, even not that, you know, my favorite app in the world, music. Bandcamp. Bandcamp. They take a small percentage compared to 
and and I actually think you're gonna see a rise in those. Mm. Whether it's like LaRussell's even mm-hmm. and getting more artists to join in, especially those who already have some buzz. Mm-hmm. Like off the top of my head, who I really truly probably think should be on that shit mm. is Coast Contra. Mm. Them boys, mm-hmm. before they album drop, went viral. Mm-hmm. Made themselves go viral with mm-hmm. them freestyles, right? Mm-hmm. I th- and they got that same energy, bro. Mm-hmm. I, they will make bank. Mm-hmm. Um, like people like that, that's not that's already buzzed themselves that actually have the wheel. And it's so hard, but that's what makes LaRussell such a gem mm-hmm. is because he takes creative control of his music destiny because that's the biggest balance is the artist business balance. Like, mm-hmm. are you able to be the artist versus are you able to be the manager, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, it, 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 as an artist, you are an entrepreneur. And like 75% of the music is the business. Mm-hmm. And as most musicians, they only want to focus on the music. But then, so, it, it and it, it takes away from your creative process when you're focusing on the business aspects too. So shout yeah. out to somebody like LaRussell, having yeah. a team around them, yeah, was- having a mind around them that he understands how to build sustainable solutions. He mm-hmm. builds systems. Mm-hmm. That's Definitely. literally what he's doing. He's building a monopoly. Like you read off, all seven of those questions of what's asked, you look at somebody like LaRussell, this is literally how you build an empire, bro. He's going to be that man. Yeah, number seven is the biggest one for me. Mm. Finding what's need, what's missing. Mm-hmm. Needed. Like, and now almost that's where you start. Mm-hmm. Do you got it? Oh, that's the book. The book yeah. is called Zero to One. It's by Peter Thiel. He was the part one of the people who helped start uh PayPal. But mm-hmm. that's literally where he started off at is the first question, first sentence is what's what's a truth that you know that most people don't believe or something like mm-hmm. that? Like what's a common misconception that most people think is true that you know is false? And that's how the, that's how it starts off. Literally how it starts off, number one. It's crazy, bro. Yes, sir. I, I'm, I ain't gonna lie. Like it's an opportunity. And even for people like us and what we're doing here and what we're doing outside of here, mm-hmm. like this, it we, we finish strike. Yes, sir. And we'll be early, mm-hmm. which we need to be. Yes, sir. Because it puts us in position and not to hoard it, mm-hmm. but to put others in position. Yes, sir. But first, we got to get in position. That part. So we got the opportunity. Um, there's no obstacle that's not void of opportunity, bro. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready. You can tell I'm excited. Like this. Yes, yeah. So it, it's for me, I, I'm excited. I just want the artists to make sure they're paying attention mm-hmm. to what's happening. Mm-hmm. And if you can't pay attention, please get a we talk about teams versus work group. Get somebody mm-hmm. on your team mm-hmm. that's able to look out for you and mm-hmm. pay attention for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know Summer Walker, she got the uh, her guy Justice mm-hmm. manager. He gonna make sure she they literally looking out. Like mm-hmm. it ain't just business. Mm-hmm. Like it's business, but it's I'm in the business of you. Mm-hmm. And understanding that I got to be in the business of you if any of this shit going to work anyway. If we really be in, unless you just a shark. That part. So get somebody who ain't super busy, that mm-hmm. can focus on you, that got the skills and the wheel, mm-hmm. um, and got that attitude to want to go get it. Mm-hmm. I have it like that Diddy, man. I can't be stopped. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got to have that shit. You got to mm-hmm. have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I'm shit. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm gonna leave it at that, man. Shout out, shout out, Omar. I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm excited too, bro. Yeah, uh, this was a dope, a uh, fire interview. I mean, fire uh, a show. You know what I'm saying? Right yeah. here. Uh, just let them know, man. I know you talked about the A and R aspect, but just letting them know that streets A and R really know what the fuck we be talking about too. Yeah. We ain't, it ain't just the name. Yeah. 
And we just ain't got the fame. Yeah. I be barring for no reason. <laughs> hey, shit, we're gonna drop a yeah, mixtape. Listen, listen. I got I be I'll be ready to cook. I, I be I came with a fire ass shit earlier. I don't think I think it was gonna be for poetry. Don't remember it all. And I told myself either record it or just write it. And mm. I didn't do either. And I'm f I be coming up with crazy, especially when I'm mowing. That's when I come up with <laughs> it's just you and that mower trying to pass some time. I'm like, yeah, I be yeah. going crazy nigga yeah but yeah we're gonna drop something one day fuck it man that, if i drop you got to it's gonna be that's just whatever Shh, man that's like big pressure I know. shit yeah, that's yeah, big yeah. pressure man you, you know i ain't finna rap no no nah, nah, man no nah, that shit big pressure because shit it's like damn you come out busting and shit because shit man like sh shout out to shamari you know what i'm saying shout out to shamari and shit our bro show he did a so gone challenge you know what I'm saying? Back in the day. And like he put both of our verses on the same so gonna beat and it's actually fire. But he was dropping bars. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, that's pressure. You know what I'm saying? He got one song he actually out rapped me on. We did a we kind of low-key did a little song. It's called Ride Slow. Oh. And man, I did a little bootleg verse on there. Nothing major. She low-key ate me up on my own song. Shit. And he don't even rap. <laughs> Listen, you want the first or the second? Shit, I'm gonna go second. Shit, yeah. that way you don't remember. I ain't, I ain't gonna remember. Just, yeah, that way you don't remember what, what I said. Oh, damn, that's crazy. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. man. You know it's a good show when Johnny just say it's a good show. That, yeah, man. Y'all tell us in the comments if it's a it's great a good it's show, a good show, man. It's man. A good but, show. man, yeah, I'm excited. Omaha, we got venues popping up, yes, re popping up. Uh -huh. We got opportunities, mm -hmm. and we got conversations to be had. With new venues and new spaces, and trying to get some more, mm -hmm. so um, we gonna make this shit shake mm -hmm. and shit help us grow, man. I appreciate everybody who rocking with us and riding with us. Mm -hmm. Make sure y'all hitting that like button, hitting that subscribe button. You know, dropping the comment, encouraging us. If you feeling what y'all hearing out here, drop a, that shit fire. Drop a street saying, "No, I don't know what to say," but oh. you know, we do appreciate. Go, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, nah, man, I just, I forgot to, I need to load up my, my tags. Cause I one of them, she like, yo, that shit fire. Yeah. Hey, it's coming up next. Don't worry about it. Yes, sir. Shout out to Ty the Poet, man. Ty the Poet. Freaky. We were talking about freaky music. I'm going to just send her some drops. <laughs> send like, send you some drops. You can be like, can she just read to me during? Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Might change the whole shit. That's, how that's, can we, that's, there I we go. It. I got yes, sir. Yeah, man. But man, that. Hey man, again, Streets A and R. That's Streets A A N D R. Mm -hmm. You're on all platforms socially. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find us everywhere but Apple. Mm -hmm. And yeah, man, make sure you like, like Johnny said, like, follow, subscribe, share, comment, retweet, post, story, mm -hmm. all of it, man. Damn. Man, because we appreciate it all. It all helps. It definitely do, man. I ain't gonna cap, man. The share might go further than the like. Yeah. You know, because you're literally exposing us to your audience now and a, and a percentage of your market. So, yeah. I mean, if there's one thing that y'all could really, if y'all really want to show that y'all fuck with the streets of NR, the best thing y'all can do is share our shit, bro. That's yeah, what y'all can do. Share. Yeah, man. We appreciate, especially all the artists that have come through, the, especially recently, bro. They've been showing so much love mm -hmm. and, and posting and just showing love, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, So I appreciate everything from everybody. And I'm excited to where we going in our second year and mm -hmm. you know for the rest of 2022 man deuce deuce out the roof soon so yes, sir. man we gonna get up out of here it's your host giddy jicky with it it's your other host johnny no good we out man all right peace the beats the beats the flow the flow the rhythm
All movements start from the streets. Streets saying our podcast.